All right, everybody, welcome back to day two. Who is ready to learn about marketing and sales? There are other two pillars that are still needed in your business girl journey towards building a legacy company. Welcome back, everybody, on Zoom. So good to see everyone. Thanks again for your time. And again, jam-packed with value, I hope, for today. And also, most importantly, pay attention to the dots connecting between yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So yesterday, we talked about mindset, vision, mission, casting, vision, mission, values is what I always say. And then we talked about branding. Um, and today we're going to speak about the heart of every business. I say if um, if a business has two hearts, just like partners, <laughs> marketing is one and then sales is the other one, right? So marketing and sales are two hearts of any business. Without marketing or sales, there is no way that we can align our purpose to profit uh, because that's exactly how we, from our branding, from our vision and mission um, alignment and clarity, we start to take our potential people that we want to help with the impact that we get to create to the other two phases, right? And uh, I'm gonna define marketing and sales for you very, very easy. I'm known for very short definitions just, just because I also can't remember a lot of myself. So I love catchy things that I think uh, really rest in the minds of people and most importantly, make this so real for you. I think that's the most important part of anything that we teach. Whatever area is it, you're all experts here. Um, whatever area is it that you teach, I think it's very important that our messaging that we talked about yesterday is very, very clear for our people. And I always say in marketing is hopefully we are so clear with our messaging that a three-year-old <laughs> understands what is it that we do, how is it that we help, and also, uh, what is the exact result that we're able to provide to our audiences, our people, uh, our communities, and all the amazing things that we have going on? So, uh, so that's what I have to say about marketing. So I'm going to kind of give you. Oh, by the way, um, those the, the amazing participants on Zoom, you know, I have a bonus for you and commitment uh, for your commitment, I should say. So everyone that's showing up for themselves and is showing this commitment, I'm bonusing a free VIP session, an hour session where I get to work on your business. So definitely take advantage of that and keep showing up every day um, for yourself again, because I know that again, you made the time and um, as long as you are taking in the right information, then the implementation part is next, right? Just like anything good, there's always a process to the madness. So you're just doing the first two parts. And it's also, you know, that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. <laughs> I have a feeling that if you do this on your day-to-day, -day, it's definitely a good habit for your business as well. Uh, because I was just talking to someone today and um, I like uh, talking about business just, you know, I related to parenting a lot, but I also related to the New York lottery because I'm in New York. And uh, you know that catchy saying for the lottery, you never know. <laughs> that is so true for business. You never know when you show up and you are, you know, intentional about your actions, who's going to be on the other side, who can connect you to somebody, what is that right relationship that you are nurturing? What is that great strategic partnership that could arrive out of that conversation? 
What is that maybe an opportunity for support for you to provide it to someone? You just never know, right? So just take that mindset or I don't know, affirmation or whatever life lesson that at least I've kind of derived from my journey as an entrepreneur and utilize it for yourself. Because again, you just never know when you don't show up and you don't take the action. That's where you know that nothing is happening because you know everything is energy. Whatever you put out, you get back. So the more you put out, the more you will get back. And that's so true for marketing as well. And that's what I wanted to kind of um, go over as far as marketing is concerned. Um, how would I define marketing? For me, marketing is serving intentionally. So that's why I love marketing because marketing is me offering value wherever I'm going, right? Whether I'm marketing with my content, whether I'm marketing um, to go to speak to someone else's audience, whether I'm marketing to uh, increase my visibility and uh, serve in another people in someone else's podcast, whether I'm marketing uh, with my own uh, challenge that I set up or workshop series or whatever other thing that I'm, I'm putting out to offer value and to increase my visibility. I want people, my people to know that I'm here and I have a value to offer to them. So however you do go about that, obviously there is, you know, intentional things that you do it. Um, however you want to think about that, I think that's kind of the simplest way that I can, uh, that I learn marketing and I think of marketing, just think of it that way. Um, so that's the first definition Great. of marketing. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Amazing to see so many of you here. And then the other one is the sales uh, aspect. So marketing, when you serve, obviously we need the, the next step in the in the service aspect. And I talked about this yesterday uh, that I really see sales as service. And when we close a client or when we when someone signs up for our offer for bigger transformations, that's where the journey from marketing to sales kind of begins and ends, right? Because then we have made that offer, we have heard the problem that the other person has is facing, and we are the solution to that problem. So we are just articulating that. We're having that conversation that I hear that in this moment in time, in this perfect timing, you seem to have this specific problem, and I happen to be someone that solves this problem. And because with your marketing, you have built the know, like, and trust that we talked about with branding on day one, you see how all of these will connect. Then, of course, the person will know you and will trust you enough to open up the conversation with you um, to even consider you as a solution to the problem that they're actually encountering. So that's really how I would define marketing and sales in like two pillars or two main buckets of any business. Um, when it comes to your mar the marketing aspect of, of, of your business, of course, there's many ways to go about this. Um, I just want to give you the more, I guess, the clarity around, first of all, the pillar, and then we can, you know, talk about the different ways uh, to do this with the all the new channels that we have available. But when it comes to the next part of the sales aspect, visibility is very, very important. Everything is this visibility, right? Because I'll give you a simple uh, math equation. By the way, any questions that come up, just put them in the chat and then I'll definitely answer them towards the end. Um, 
and give you guys a time to uh, kind of, again, personalize some of this uh, to your business and to your the gaps that you are experiencing. Um, so definitely put those in the chat as well. Uh, but I'm going to give you a simple math equation, two math equations that, trust me, if you have any math trauma, I do. Like, I didn't do very well in math class when I was uh, uh, in my high school years. But uh, it's very simple. Visibility equals when people see you, then you, they hear you, right? So first people have to see you. So then they hear you. So then you make money and you align your profits and you get to serve them at a higher level. However, you want to think about that. It's a very straightforward math equation that works just like that every time. Another equation that I love to share is the conversation one, meaning the amount of money you make in your business, the amount of profit, the amount of impact you get to have with as many people as you like to help is equal to the amount of conversations. So they'll just the, the second one is just like one plus one equals two, right? So the first one again is visibility. From visibility, when people see you, then they can hear you. And then when they hear you, you have a chance to actually uh, be able to serve them. That's what I would say. And you can connect the money because obviously when you serve, there's a price for your service, right? There's an investment. So that's how you know how those three connect. And then the amount of conversations is definitely another very straightforward math equation in anything we do. I, I don't care if you have a product. I don't care if you have a service. It is all in the conversations because humans buy from humans. Even though we have so many ways to automate things today, there's still another human behind the behind the screen or behind the offer or behind behind the uh, automation or the funnel or your social media account or whatever is it that we're doing. Um, so really, just remember those two equations. Um, and the more you understand those in the depth and the awareness as you go about day-to-day -day building your business, the more you understand what I mean. Uh, because everything, as far as the conversation aspect is concerned, you know, everything is a conversation. In the conversation, we get to learn, we get to build trust. We get to hear about where the other person is. We get to hear, uh, you know, alignment, commonalities, points of contact, points of uh, familiarity. Right, we get to build trust that way as well. And then in the conversation, we get to hear the gaps. We get to hear where is where is it? Uh, you know, how is someone actually uh, doing? What is it they're looking for? You know, how can we be of a support to them and vice versa? So it's all in the conversations. Business is a big conversation. When you're going to speak other places, you're having a conversation. I always say there's two ways to market. Right, it's the spoken word. <laughs> right? We share. We That's how we build trust. We speak, right? We share our stories. We share our knowledge. We share our expertise. We connect with each other that way. Or the written form, right? The written form of marketing. Written, writing a post, writing an email, writing a book, writing a newsletter. Like all of this, there's only really two ways to transfer information from one, one human brain to another. And depending on where you're most comfortable, both, I think, in today's world are worth exploring and developing as skills, because, again, that's really the only way that we get to deliver information to someone else. With the writing aspect, we have support, right? We have new technology always rising. Uh, so that's something that 
can help us. But the spoken part, obviously, it's a skill that the more you do it, the more your message clears, and the more you start to actually uh, see how is it that you are different from someone else that pretty much is, you know, repeating the same message. Because when it comes to business, and the way that you differentiate from someone else, of course, you have your own journey, your own uh, unique way to how you do things, uh, the, your own perspective, your own offering, your own way that you get people results. Um, however, with your marketing message, it's important that you start differentiating yourself. Don't be afraid to be convicted, meaning to share things that you you really believe might be different from the mainstream messaging of whatever's happening. Like for me in business, I always resisted the quick wins, like make a million dollars from your laptop. You know, I made $5 million with this, um, with this uh, checklist. All these bait marketing efforts that are out there, I always resisted it. I didn't care for that. And I went against that. And I always talked about being in this for the long term, you don't know there's a process to getting that result, right? So don't fall in the trap of, you know, getting the quick wins in your business. Yes, you can switch your strategy and get wins, of course, but, you know, this mainstream messaging for your marketing that is just the cookie cutter. Everybody's saying the same thing. And you're when you're going out and sharing the same thing and the same message, you kind of, you know, people don't hear you, the second part, right? Once you're visible and they want to hear you and people don't hear you, they tune you out because they already heard this message before. So don't be afraid to come to the table with your own very original perspective on things. Honestly, with the way technology is moving along nowadays, I think that's the only thing we have to keep us authentic, right? Our own spin to how we think about things, our own journey of transformation, our own stories that we get to share with people. Um, so I think it's important to kind of marry both actually, because there are certain terms in marketing or in marketing school or anywhere, like in, in this whole field of marketing that says that when you are too new, when you're saying something too new to a market that is not problem aware or solution aware yet, right? You're gonna spend a lot of time educating. <laughs> So that's going to be a lot of energy in that market that you're spending, and you're not going to get a lot of ROI for that time, even though you're putting in the right strategies in place, right? Because again, you have to understand where your market is. Um, and so because a lot of people I know kind of have this question around, well, I'm putting things out there. I'm not getting much traction. It might be that your, your market, test your market. Your market might not be the, the right market that you are speaking to. Um, and the, the market that you probably want to serve is not problem aware or solution aware, right? And if those two gaps are missing in your marketing, then of course, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for because you need to do a lot of education. Like a perfect example for this, I am introducing the work that I do here and it's a very new thing in my native market, meaning Albanian community market that I serve. It's a very new market and I'm very aware that they're not even problem aware yet or solution aware to the thing that I do. So I'm doing a lot of education there to get them problem aware and solution aware. So my point with that story is that you might be in a market that needs a lot of the education piece and you could be doing a lot of 
visibility, you could be serving, you could be offering, you could be doing your content and all these great things that we know today to do as good online entrepreneurs, but you're still not going to get the result that you're looking for. So that's why I think it's important that your market and with your message really aligns. Because again, you can have an amazing message, but the wrong market. You can have the wrong market and the wrong, the wrong offer, right? So there's a few things to look at. So they all align and match so that you also get the results that you're looking for. Because I think, again, it's like almost like a puzzle piece a lot of times. Uh, but that's why, you know, um, understanding these things, I think, is very important. Yep. Perfect question. So keep your questions right in the chat and I'll definitely be able to answer those for you, ladies. Um, and then the other thing is the, the part of the marketing that I think we all fall in the trap of the need. I fell into that at the beginning of my business, meaning I wanted to serve everyone because I know everyone needs it, right? I know everyone needs what I have to offer. But there's a, two different things between someone that's ready to invest and it's the right market that we're talking about here and someone that has a need. Because if someone has a need, they might have a need, but they might not be problem aware or solution aware. And again, they're not gonna invest because they don't even know that they have that need. So there's a saying in marketing that says, give people what they want so they can give them, so you can show them or give them what they need. Right? Because a lot of times they're not aware of their needs. So maybe that could be something that you are in the market marketing wise, where you are serving a market that is not, that maybe has a need for what you do and you're feeling so intuitively pulled to kind of just make an impact and make a difference with that. Uh, but just be smart about your actions because again, if they're, they, ju they just have a need and not a want, then of course, um, you know, you're not going to get the result that you're looking for. And they're not going to be able to get the transformation, obviously, because they're not going to be able to invest in the thing that will get them the results that they're looking for. So a really good market. And I think it's um, tied to uh, some of the question that was just put in the chat is a market that already has a want for what you uh, offer. So they already are aware that they want this. And the way to also understand that it's a good market to go after, it's a market that not only has the want based on what is it that you offer, uh, but also has bought something similar before to what you offer, right? Because just like human behavior, we buy in cycles. If we bought coaching before, we're going to be more willing to buy coaching before. If we bought a course before, we're going to be course buyers and we're going to buy another course again. If we're invested in the mastermind, we're going to buy another mastermind most likely. And hopefully if we had a good experience, right? Because we also can go into the other part of if you had a bad experience, that's again, more empathy in your sales process. There's a way to, of course, uh, connect with people on that angle, because I'm sure everybody in one way or another has had a bad experience with the purchases that we have made, uh, depending on, again, you know, various circumstances. But that's kind of how you know that that is a really good market for you to, um, to really focus on, on the marketing aspect of things. And then when it comes to the sales aspect, I think the major thing is really understanding that there is seven touch points to human um, relationship building, I should say. I think that's the right word to, to go about, uh, um, really um, give shed light to this, right? So again, 
with our content. Sometimes a big pain point right now is that maybe you're putting out a lot of content. Obviously, I'm not even sure that the content is, again, very aligned with your messaging and with your audience, but let's say that it is. From someone, again, seeing your content to someone uh, saying yes to your offer, there's a journey, right? Someone has to see your offer 20 times, and this keeps going up because, of course, we have more people um, in the market. There's more uh, content creation out there. There's more information being created out there. So for someone to look at your offer, they need to see your offer 20 times. So it could be that the gap is that you are not very intentional with your calls to action, right? And you're just creating content and thinking, okay, well, they should know what I do. I'm always posting about something related for me, let's say it's business, right? So people should understand that I am in business and I teach business and I can help them with their business. Like you would assume, but that's not how it works out there, right? Because people are being bombarded with a lot of content and information. And for you to stay top of mind and connect visibility, as I talked about at the very beginning with marketing, is you have to be very strategic and intentional with your content, right? With your offers. Even your offer to join your program, depending on the consistency of um, how you're posting right now, needs to be repeated. Consistency is very important right? Because they need to see something, familiarity, cycles. As humans, we go back into those things because of our behaviors, right? So even your offer uh, to join your program, to work with you one-on-one, to grab a spot on your calendar, whatever it is that your offer is, needs to be repeated at least 20 times before someone pays attention. So remember the, that, that number as well. And that's the same for the rest of your offers as well, for your lead magnet, right? And I'm going to talk about more about systems tomorrow um, because a lot of these things are systems that repeat. Um, and I call um, email lists and building your contact list a system in your business because that's really what it is and it's a big asset. Um, but even your other offers, your lead magnets and things that you have going on, you again need to be repeating a lot of that as well. And you need to, you need to be very strategic with your content. Um, but then the other part about your content is of course the, how do we in, ensure that from the content, people are seeing you, right? You're going live and I'll talk about some things that you can do with your content to ensure that your content is converting. Uh, but let's say that again, you have, you know, you understand that it takes time before people see your offer so they can take the action. The other part is how do we ensure that you are uh, adding value, continuously adding value at least seven times before some before you close the sales cycle loop, right? Because there's a sales cycle loop before uh, between when someone first finds you all the way to being your client or being a close client. So what are those other touch points that you are intentionally setting in your business to be able to build a no like and trust at least seven times before someone is very familiar to you, right? And they already know like and trust you and they already see you. And then of course they have, uh, they just feel like reciprocity is there and they're more willing to really trust you with the problem, with the solution of the problem that you're able to offer for them. So there's gotta be a very strategic path 
towards doing that. And tomorrow I'll share a little bit more regarding some other systems you can implement that are value-driven systems is what I call them. Meaning, uh, how else can I add value? Um, a podcast, a challenge just like this, or a workshop just like this, or sharing a free PDF or checklist, right? All these other touch points that you can start implementing that have to be very intentional, right? It shouldn't be like, well, maybe right now I think I should just do that or do this. No, you, once you have a very clear map, so to speak, then you just repeat the processes so that you have um, consistent clients coming towards you. And most importantly, you know how to predict your sales <laughs> because I think it's the other biggest problem uh, with entrepreneurs is you don't know where your next client is coming from because you don't have all these things dialed in the business yet. Uh, so you just, you know, you're doing different efforts of visibility and networking or marketing, right? You're maybe going out to different communities, you're networking, you're posting consistently, you're participating in other Facebook groups, other communities, right? And a lot of these things, again, are good, but you have to be very intentional about how do you utilize those platforms and communities to do just this, to expose people to you, know, like, and trust with your marketing, and then the seven touch points towards if you can solve the problem, or if not, then how is it that you could stay top of mind until this person, you've done the hardest part. If you've done the no like and trust, even if someone, the timing is off and someone's not ready or is not looking actively for what you do, then obviously you want to be top of mind continuously to keep serving so that your brand uh, has, uh, you know, um, what's the right word? Um, length of time, long, longevity, I can never say that word. Um, and, and you never know when the person is ready to buy from you, right? Because again, just like anything, we buy in cycles and we're looking for a solution. Where do we go? To the people we know, like, and trust. Don't you do that with your family? It's like when you trust somebody, then you go to the people that obviously are there um, and you trust them. And you're like, I'm looking for this. And do you know anybody? right? That's usually how us as humans have, you know, go uh, to buy and how is it that we relate to one another. That's why the best form of marketing before social media and all these new channels was always word of mouth, right? Because word of mouth is hum as human to human, like I have, I have a need and, you know, you go to the person that knows you best or you trust. Uh, but of course, now word of mouth can be expanded, right? We can build a lot of reciprocity with a lot of trust, with people globally nowadays, so word of mouth can be expanded because we all know that word of mouth and introductions to one another really speed up the process of the no like and trust. Speeds up the the touching the the touch points, right? So if someone, let's say, I am um, I know Amber and the work she does, and there's someone that trusts me already in my very warm network, and she's looking for pretty much what Amber is doing. If I'm doing the introduction, obviously I'm speeding up the process very fast. I don't, you know, the person doesn't need seven touch points. They have a problem, they need a solution and Amber's the right person. And they have that conversation and the sales cycle is very short, <laughs> right? So that's the, the whole entire thing about connecting your marketing to sales. How do we ensure that they, that sales cycle is shorter? And one of my quick wins of strategies with entrepreneurs that come to me and I work with them is really while we build all these pieces in the business, we look at your warm network first to ensure that a lot of those people that already know, like, and trust you, 
might be right there sitting around, but because you haven't had the right clear model or messaging or what you do, you haven't tapped into that very warm market that already knows, likes, and trusts you. Because that's where your quicker sales or faster uh, ROI is going to come from as you build the rest of these pieces at a bigger scale, because obviously you want your business to thrive. You can't just survive on the five people, maybe you know now, you have to intentionally grow your network um, so that eventually the people that know, like, and trust you will be able to see you as a resource uh, when they need the support that you are looking for. So again, that's the sales process, seven touch points, just remember that. And again, um, Implementing all these different things in the business as far as systems is only there to ensure that that cycle is uh, very predictable, is being done on a recurring uh, basis. You have recurring revenue, clients and sales and things always happening and revenue. And most importantly, you can repeat that process. Your business, if you have your doors open to your virtual business, you should always, that process should be always be repeating. Right, it's not like one thing that you do, you know, and done. Uh, because the most important, um, they call it, you know, um, a funnel um, or like a, just like a faucet. Like you have a stream of revenue only maybe coming in from your word of mouth. You can't just rely on that because what if that dries out and there's no one referring you to anyone? Uh, then you have kind of just waited with your marketing and just, you know, you're not putting in the right steps. So you, you have a predictable system in the business. So you have the security of your income because that's the other biggest part about, um, you know, the, main, the one of the biggest problems in business usually before you get to the next level of scalability is you can't predict where people are coming from. You can't predict what, where are your clients coming from, right? So were you ensuring that you're implementing all these things in place? Then you have predictability because you understand it very clearly where people are in the journey and what is it that you can do to stay top of mind and keep serving. To me, it's keep, you know, I just keep serving. And if there is any negative connotations around sales, to me, it's service. So if you believe what you do and you understand that there is you've done your due diligence in building reciprocity and serving, then it's just a matter of matching the right timing to the right problem and need. And, you know, understanding that saying that when the, the student is ready, the teacher shows up. So you want to ensure that you are that person that is top of mind, that people remember back to your branding, right? The more you do all of these things, the more people remember. It's like, okay, Alona does business. Yannick does career, right? Um, Karen does something else. That's the definition of branding. When people put you in a box and they know exactly who to go to, for that specific things, thing because they know you. And we're just doing this in a virtual scale, in a bigger scale, right? Um, so understanding how all of this connects, I think it's really important because it's so easy to lose track with this virtual online world sometimes. And we just, because we don't see the person in front of us. It just feels like empty efforts or actions. We don't always know how these things connect but it's really been done the same way before. When you, you know, door to door, when you went to introduce yourself to a business or to a potential client, um, you know, I had to do this in the Fortune 500 company, no social media, right? Uh, the same thing. I would go and meet people and do the same process. It was faster, actually, by the way, if you want to shortcut the process, 
live interactions always make this process shorter, right? Virtual, it's a little longer because obviously it's virtual and it's less. That's why I say, okay, great. I'm actually coming right to the point before I answer any of your questions. Then I introduce you to my amazing, one of my amazing past clients and she's going to share her experience with you as well in the effort for you to get some information I think will be helpful to you as well. But again, if you want to shortcut the process, live interactions with your ideal people that you want to serve. Because again, as humans, we build trust faster. When I can see you, I can feel your energy. I know you're human, flesh and blood. I can touch you. It's like, oh, okay, you know? And virtually, you know, again, it's virtual world. It's a little bit different because you have just so much noise, so many more people that you could meet. And uh, the messaging is not always clear and all of that, which is why live speaking is the most powerful. Video content is the most powerful. Why do you think I'm always live <laughs> social media? When I meet people, it's like, I always see you live because I leverage the next best thing that I have, live video. I mean, what else do I do? I can't come to you physically. Maybe you, you live around here and every time I talk and I'm always like, let's meet in person because I know that that's the way we can add value the best. But if that's not possible, then let's do the next best thing. Use video, right? And again, you know, it's a process for everyone. I understand. I wasn't always comfortable on video. I told you I pre-social media, I was nowhere on social media. I was just sharing only five years ago, actually, because uh, I work in my corporate job and most of the efforts that I did for marketing and networking were in person. So I didn't need to, but now we live in a different world, right? Um, so you leverage your powerful videos and your lives if you can. Lives are free. You know why you should leverage lives? Let me give you another percent that I just have from my like, because I'm also very uh, science, like numbers-based kind of person. 3% of your audience will see your live organic content. Well, not your live, your content generally. Because you know, Facebook is also a business or all the social medias, right? Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, they're platforms, they're a business, they're a company. So obviously they want to give you that free uh, marketing and visibility option to connect with people, but they want you to invest in their ads because they're a business and they have employees and they probably need to do the same. <laughs> they need to align their purpose with their profits, right? So they want you to pay more ads. They want you to invest in ads to, to pay to play. So if you want to leverage, I say that before you go into ads, make sure you implement all the all of these things. And I have clients that are like, Alona, let's do ads. I'm like, no, we haven't implemented all the organic ways yet. Because even an ad, there's a touch point, right? Even if you pour money into an offer and you put it into an ad, then of course there's also touch points that you uh, you have to instill. So either way, you could put in more time or you could put in more money when you have money, right? So always to invest in your marketing. But just, you know, to just give you those general um, uh, figures there, just 3%. So don't think that because you're posting and you are, you know, uh, very consistent with what you're doing that everybody's seeing it. So that's why you have to be very intentional with your content. And let's leverage the power of free. You're getting free space to market yourself, right? So if you can, I always say do video. Honestly, the more you do this stuff, the more easier it gets. Right now, I'm just like too lazy to type something. I'm like, I'm just going to go on video and share what I think I want to write in the post. 
And that's the best, most powerful way that people get to see me, right? So if you can leverage video, if you can leverage lives, like I'll do my show live on all my social medias and then I'll put it on all the podcast platforms because I want to leverage my time. The half hour that I use uh, to, you know, towards that activity to share content, I want to ensure that it's going out to as many of my ideal people as possible. That's the power of marketing. So, you know, if you're not ready to do the live aspect of things, I would say again, just going back to the sales process, Live is the best uh, to uh, nurture uh, relationships. Uh, then the next one is video because they get to see you and they get to hear you. So those are two ways that you can do it. And then of course, all these other things, but just be intentional about the way that you are showing up with your content and understand that there's touch points that people have to intentionally go through uh, before they make a, they trust you enough to uh, help them with their problem or even ensure that the timing is right. So all these things that we do, you know, we're growing our communities, growing our uh, Facebook audiences, our audience on LinkedIn, everywhere else, this is what we're doing. And by the way, a lot of you actually might be ready to elevate to that other market, meaning elevate to a new market that has more disposable income and you might be considering some of the, the corporate aspects of things for your services, the best platform that a lot of the stuff that I'm saying applies for your business to business is LinkedIn, right? If you find that you have a good fit based on what you do for that audience or that market, which is the business to business, then LinkedIn is the place for you to go or to be uh, in, uh, so to speak. Um, and depending on where you've already put your energy and your content and you build your relationships, it's okay. You can be very clear on different strategies for both. You can have the market for that there and your market for this here, right? You can also use your social media channels uh, very wisely, I should say. Um, and to those of you that get overwhelmed, I always say with a clear strategy, you're not overwhelmed because you know exactly what you're doing where and why you're doing it. And a lot of your content, again, you can leverage the power of repurposing, but again, it's different audiences because sometimes people are like, well, I mean, I'm doing the same thing and it's, you know, um, why would people follow me on TikTok or why would they follow me on LinkedIn or on Instagram? It's because it's different audiences. There's, LinkedIn, there's TikTokers, they just love videos. So they are there, so you're tapping into that audience. There's people on LinkedIn that are more professional. So you're tapping into the higher quality because they're there for business and networking mostly. Facebook is more chilled, social, right? People already there. So once you have that clarity on those platforms, I think uh, then the rest of the, you know, the idea about, you know, I'm on too many places, I'm doing too much content. I don't know, it's too confusing. I think it's only confusing if you don't have the right steps in place or the right strategy in place, so. All right, perfect. Um, so uh, Sarah says, how do you find the right market? Yes, perfect question, Sarah. So there's a few components to discover your right market. First of all, clarify your business model. What is the problem you want to solve, right? So know what exactly is the problem that you want to solve. And then based on your personal journey, if you want to help people that are a couple of steps behind you, meaning they have the problem that you once had and you already clarified that that's the problem you want to solve, that's the best market to start with. 
And then as you evolve and grow, take your market with you. That's kind of what I found the best, uh, the best solution for me personally as well. The more I grow, the more my market grows because I'm moving on to the next thing. Now I am, let, let's say I'm a very seasoned entrepreneur, well into well over seven figures. So I'm elevating my markets where, where I'm going as well, right? Because I happen to realize, I mean, I happen to clarify that my problem is business. Your problem could be something else. So, you know, that's the best way I found for you to be in integrity. And also that's the best way I have found for your story to relate and for you to be very in touch with the pain points of the problems of your people because you're living them because you are that avatar. Again, that's one best practice. Of course, you can go for a completely new, different market where you have a different common pain point based on other role models. Maybe you see other people that are, you know, serving a different market, which has nothing really in common with your journey. You can do that as well. And you just do market research and have conversations and learn about that market. Of course you can. I just find it's easier if you just, you know, you are your market, your evolved version of yourself is your market and you take people on a journey with you. I have found that that's the base for the best for build a community also, because it's like, we're going a lot, we're evolving together, right? So it's just like, to me, it just feels aligned, but of course, a business wise, you could do it both ways. Uh, but I say first, figure out what is the problem that you want to solve or the service or the product that you want to offer. And then, of course, the next question is who needs it? Uh, do I need it a couple of years ago? Do I Did I need the solution I want to offer to others now that I want to help a couple of years ago? Yes. Okay, so let's start there, especially if you're at the beginning. I say the beginning, uh, beginning startup, if you're just at the beginning of your business. I think that's a very smart way to do it because you'll get also will get more comfortable with that. But don't be afraid to evolve. Your market will evolve. My market is always growing because I never will stop. This is just what I do, <laughs> right? I mean, but some of you might want to stop and just serve that market for life. No problem. <laughs> it's your market, right? But you evolve. You evolve with this journey. Um, but I think that kills a lot of the niching problem <laughs> and trauma that we all have as entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, we have to niche. I think if you do the first option, you don't feel like you niche because you're just natural. It's like your older version of you. Um, so I think that's kind of how I would answer that. Yeah, Sarah, I see your uh, hand is raised. Feel free to open up your mic. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for giving this uh, incredible insight. I love your advice on uh, finding the right market. Um, I had a quick question when it comes to the market. So when you are saying that I take my market with me and I evolve with them, um, what I've noticed and I've done in the in the past is like my whole content and brand and niche start to change also the messaging the messaging keep changing and um i get stuck on attracting and working on my messaging and then forget about the market like like he, like hitting the market does that make sense like uh, have you noticed like look at your previous videos and when you first started you probably are talking to a whole new audience and now you are talking to to us, right? I don't know if that has happened to you, but personally, I've noticed that 
as I'm growing, my market is changing. And um, I don't know how to keep up with that because um, it's not efficient. And uh, if you have any like advice on that, that would be great to hear. Absolutely. Well, great question. That's absolutely a concern. And sometimes we don't always know how to deal with it. It's perfect what you said intuitively. You picked it up that as you evolve and grow, your messaging starts changing. But some, some, I guess because of the other messaging that we hear, like stay consistent because people get confused. Like if they hear that you're talking about something else, it's like you're out of brand now. And it's like, who is she? Like, why is she talking about this and that? No. So it's so true. When I first started in the online space, I was talking to very beginning startups and entrepreneurs because I was a beginning entrepreneur. I never thought I would be one. I worked 15 years in the corporate space. So I felt an integrity was just helping the people that I knew enough and had enough information of the, that problem that I thought I could solve at that time. And that's who I was talking to. And of course I was attracting people in that phase and stage. And as I've grown and evolved and my business has grown and evolved and I have become more aware and I've implemented, you know, I have grown my audiences and all these things that I'm saying here and all in all the three days, my message has elevated. I've gone back to corporate. Right. So I speak to that messaging as well. I speak to more people that are more elevated, that are more seasoned entrepreneurs. And now their problem becomes, OK, now that I have all the beginning pieces of the established business in order, what else do I do to scale? So I have grown with my market slowly and I will always do this. I don't know where I'll be in a year. That's why my content is done by me. I don't delegate that, even though I have a team and I'll talk about that tomorrow because that's my brand. That's the face of my business. I am the brand and I need to be organic and authentic. And I can't just do cookie cutter stuff because it's almost like vlogging. People are coming on a journey with me. I am growing and I'm sharing what I know and I'm going to go and keep growing and I'm going to share what I know with people and move the cycle always you know, like that in the, that 360 degree. But I think back to what you were asking, Sarah, I think it's important to do baby steps into changing your messaging and tweaks, not like a 360 degree with like, you know, if you're a driver, you're like, okay, let's make a left turn very fast because people will be confused. And the people in the, in your audiences that you've already, you have there, um, you know, they're no longer going to resonate with you, but essentially you have three level markets. People always at the beginning uh, stage of your problem, people in the middle, and then elevated market, meaning uh, they're at the, the top stage of the biggest problem that you get to solve. So that's why a lot of these things we're putting into place and you being authentic and organic with your messaging is going to attract the people at the right phase and stage, which you never know. You don't know that. I mean, you don't know who's where unless you have really personally connected with everyone and you have such a great uh, know, like, and trust with people. And I think that should really be an essential part in all our businesses. But you just don't know who resonates with you. So don't worry, just evolve. The right people will come with you alongside. And the other, the someone that doesn't resonate with you might, you know, maybe unfollow you or be out of your audience. That's why I'm never in vanity metrics. For me, it's always quality. Let them fall off. It's okay. They no longer resonate with you because the version that you are now no longer aligns with them. And your values don't align because people also make buying decisions out of our values. It's not always out of the problem that we get to solve. So I would say, don't be afraid. Slowly switch, uh, you know, change, share things from your heart. That's why for me, it's a, big, a very important thing to share things from my heart. If I feel like intuitively like pulled to share something, 
I will share it no matter, you know, what is the repercussion or will I be liked by everybody in my audience? Like all these things. No, because you can't like everybody or everybody can't like you also. It's two way. So just be organic with your marketing. If you feel like your message and you feel like I want to share this particular thing today with my audience, trust me, that is the best organic way to just take your audience on a journey with you. And then in your process, slow, small process of elevation, the right people will come alongside with you. And whoever uh, resonates with that message now will show up for you and you for them. And you just keep going as you grow. It's just like that cycle. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I answered your question and I was clear um, on that as well. All right. Well, I would love to welcome one of my past beautiful clients, Yannick Saida. Yannick, welcome. So good to see you again. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know I love your colors. I love your green today. Thanks so much for coming and I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit to our little uh, intimate audience here so they get to know a little bit about you as well. What is it that you do? All right, so my name is Yannick Seed. I'm located in Nova Scotia on the east coast of Canada and I'm a transformational life and career coach. I came about to do this because my background's in adult education and in HR. My last career was in HR for almost two decades. And then I ended up in management, um, uh, managing the language training for the Navy. But on the side of my desk and through my volunteer work, I've always worked with women's organization. Um, I had a portfolio of diversity and inclusion for a while. So I work with a lot of uh, different organization in the government and in the private sector, nonprofit and so on. And, uh, and I work with women's shelters. So that's very dear to me. And most importantly, being a woman, I've gone through many, uh, and I don't have to explain it to you. We go through many changes in our lives. We have multiple roles. And, and a lot of times we forget who we are and find ourselves sometimes not knowing what we want or where we are anymore. So I've gone through this and uh, over the years, I've encountered many women at all levels, executive, uh, entry level, personal friends who were struggling like I had before. So I've been helping them. So my purpose is to help professional women get clarity, find their passion and their purpose to create the blueprint to the life, the fulfilling life and career that they want. Because who yeah. doesn't want to be happy? So, so that's my goal for most. I love that, Yannick. And of course, we had a lot of commonalities why we're attracted to one another. But it goes back to what we're talking about markets, meaning you are serving a market, an older version of you and someone that is looking for that roadmap now that you have discovered so that you, they can get the results that they're looking for and move on towards more happiness and fulfillment and even develop professionally as well. So that makes a lot of sense and kind of it's good. Um, it's a good example to what we were talking about. Yanni, can you share with me, uh, just like I said, I shared a little bit before, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up, what were you looking for in your business when we first started, when we first connected, so to speak? 
What was I doing at, at the time? Who I, who I was? I'm trying to... What, what, was, what, what was the problem? What was the problem? Since we're talking about problems, what was the problem you were experiencing in your business? Well, I didn't know how to get this business going. <laughs> you know, I knew I was good at what I was doing, but how do I make it a business? And realize how little I knew. I didn't know anything about social media. I did, like every time you told me something, I said, what, what's that? <laughs> it was a big discovery, you know? And um, and funny enough, things, you know, you have a plan and how it's going to be. I thought, okay, I'm going to do some coaching. And I thought I would be it. Like I had a translation business. It wasn't a day's, oh, excuse me. You put your business card and add in the paper a lot of word of mouth because people knew me. So that was okay. It was, I didn't, it was very organic. It's a, a totally different world. And then I had to show up on social media. Well, it wasn't, no, I didn't want to because of the positions I had before. I had to be almost anonymous on social media. Close friends and people I knew, very close profile. And now I had to go public. Uh, so it was a big, a lot that took me a lot, <laughs> me off. And uh, now uh, I'm a totally different person. I, I'm posting it actually. I look forward to post and uh, uh, I'm taking pictures just in case I'm doing things and I'm sharing. And I went, uh, we started to work last summer, summer last year, and I had no followers and 69 friends, people mm -hmm. I personally knew. By February, I had over, I had a reach, a thousand followers and I had 800 friends. So Yannick, oh my gosh. So yeah, let's, let's stop right there. So your problem was that you wanted to grow your business, but you also had the, the other circumstance of being private and now going public. It was like a big thing for you. And you were not sure what was those steps to implement because that was not your reality, just like mine, right? Coming that from was not the even considered. Of how do you even no. do this online business thing? Uh, what a, <laughs> How do I do this? So amazing. I think a lot of people can absolutely resonate with that. So then my next question for you is, I know we did a lot of work together, but what were some of the most impactful activities that gave you the best results while working together? If you can kind of like, and I know you started with showing up on social media. That was a big one. Uh, and growing your audiences, as you just mentioned, those are really high impact activities for sure. But what were some of the activities that you felt had the most impact? For you start showing up showing up when i started to show up this is when things started to happen uh and not in the order that i was expecting um sh you know shortly after i started to show up i you know people watch you who don't know i was invited to speak at a conference in paris mm. you know and i'm thinking who's this person i don't know you and it's been continuous ever since actually right now i'm i'm turning down opportunities to go speak because i need to work <laughs> in building my business so the speaking part has happened faster and from that make a long story short well, the biggest thing that's happened is that uh because i went to paris it's funny eh? and then you meet people and you build relationships somebody remembered me and uh referred me to present a research at Cambridge University. There was no guarantee. Anyway, so I submitted my abstract and it was one of those who were accepted. And that was not in my, you know, my vision at all. So that's when I'm going, okay, people see what you do. 
And this is, it, it made a big difference. And the other day, again, I was at a grocery store and somebody said to me, oh, I love your blog. And I'm going, what blog? She's talking, <laughs> I don't even know how to do a blog. It's she's following me on Facebook. Uh-huh. So that that's and, and it's gen, and it is generating. So it doesn't happen all at once. I have to be patient, but I know I'm having impact because people are reaching out. And you talked about um, I'm very believe it or not I'm very shy, and uh, to do networking in person. I went to a networking event two weeks ago. I made two connections, and actually one interrupted me. It was a speed networking. One in my business card, as soon as he knew my mission, he said, my wife needs to talk to you. Another organization, I'm going to have coffee with this person. She said, oh, we have women in that demographics who could use your services. So we're going to connect because um, she wants to talk to her organization to have me come and speak you know, to, to something to figure out something. So we'll go into me. So the more you do, what I found, the more I did, the more comfortable I became, the more natural it was. And now I'm getting better at implementing the system. Definitely, you have to implement all the system. I was forgetting to um, repurpose my stuff in LinkedIn, but I have now, people are reaching out to me through LinkedIn as well. So now I have to be very intentional in what I'm doing because I see the results. Like I know it's just gonna, I'm thinking I have to get ready for the next thing because I was not ready for everything that's happened. And now I want more of a regular stream of income. I just finished a mini ebook that's in my lead marketing. Actually, before I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many amazing wins. And, and oh, this is it. Yeah. And I already had made a post. It's called uh, Discover Your Purpose, a guide to finding fulfillment in life and career. I can send you each of you a copy, but I made a post telling people I'm about to do a little ebook. I have about 100 people who said me. So that's the next thing I'm going to do is put it in the funnel so <laughs> I can get the automation to send them the email. And through Cambridge, uh, I just finished writing a book with one of the professors. And it's going to be released next March because I've been invited to speak at Oxford University. And this is where we're going to release it. So it's all from building relationships. That was never, I thought 10 years down the road. So I've been really in business for a little bit over a year now, really. And uh, this is what's happened. And uh, Ivana has been a big part of it because she, <laughs> dust me off and uh, showed me the system. I was doing some good things, but there was much more that I didn't even know. And uh, it took me a while to get used to it. And now it's uh, really, it's up to me to implement it and be consistent. So I'm consistently posting. I have a schedule and themes. It's everything else now. I'm, I've been focused on Facebook. Now I'm expanding on LinkedIn and I can see the engagement is, is, is in growing as well. So I'm going, okay, so that's the next thing. And I have to say, okay, and then remember to cross-reference in Instagram, whatever can go on Instagram. So it's just a habit, building the habits. This is what, that's my journey. 
Yannick, I love that. So many great wins and staying open to the journey. I think back to what I said, you never know because you, I mean, yes, you have the awareness and you have the education. And as we work together, we work very hard to work smart, not hard, right? Being very intentional about the things that you're doing so that you're getting the income that you're looking for, but also you're building all these different pieces in the business that we are talking about here, saving you time. And I, we always talked about even those one to two meaningful activities for that day, as you are time managing and trying to figure out a lot of these different pieces as you're implementing them are good because those are high impact, high value activities. So I think that's another thing that uh, online entrepreneurs don't always know that, no, you don't have to be all over the place working 20 hours a day. If you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and you repeat it, just like you said, not only becomes a habit, it just becomes easier the next time you're doing it and you start to see traction and results. And then you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing, why you're posting. There's a big reason why behind the purpose. Uh, so that you align both things. I think that's the biggest uh, thing that I've seen with you as well, besides all the amazing ones that you shared. And all, I'm like, every time we met, I'm like, let it flow, let it flow, because all of these things will happen to you, right? So just let the right things come towards you. And as we align with our gifts as well, I saw you as a natural speaker. I'm not surprised that you're getting your speaking side just kicked off, because if that's our gift, the right things will always align with us as well as we, you know, uh, increase our visibility. And you never know who sees that light in us and that wants to open up those doors for client opportunities or for presenting or for, for even, I know you're working on writing your book as well. So all amazing things, but again, all stuff that you have worked very smart on and not hard. And it's such an, um, a short amount of time, you've been able to implement all these amazing things, which sometimes without, I guess, the direction or the distraction that's out there, it could take you years to do in the business. Um, so, you know, you have all those branding things, you know, figured out and your marketing dialed in and conversations and you know exactly what are those touch points uh, to work towards. Final thoughts, Yannick, if someone resonates with your message and they're looking for the support that you also were looking for, what's the final uh, words of wisdom they have to share with them? Wisdom, well, one thing, you cannot do anything all by yourself. We have a feeling, you know, we're strong, we know it all. No, people need people. And there's time when we need to seek the help to help us elevate ourselves to where we're destined to be. So that, that is my, um, my last few words. And quickly, I want to say, you talked about working smartly, not harder. Definitely is, and I'll tell you how I know, like I've sensed it and we saw it, but my phone tells me how much I use it. And for the last two months, every week, I use my phone less than a week before. It's been eight weeks consecutively that every week I'll use it less than a week before. However, I'm still consistent and actually doing more on social media. So that tells me I'm working smarter because I'm not doing less, I'm doing more in less time. So I just wanted to share that as well. So I thought it was good in time management and I've really uh, applied what I've learned and using the systems really, that's what made the difference. Yeah. 
Well, I'm so proud of you and your journey. Now you'll just keep growing and you're just going to keep going with all the amazing things you do because you have your purpose. You figured it out. You know exactly what you're supposed to do in the world. You're just missing the business side of things. I always say that (laughs) purpose-driven entrepreneurs are natural givers. You know, we have a gift or we have knowledge or expertise. We're like, we just want to help more people with it, right? But they don't necessarily know how to do this business (laughs) stuff. Uh, But honestly, once you implement it, I think you also touched upon it. It's just natural it becomes like new habits and that's my goal and the the I guess when I see this happen with my clients that they're just having these conversations naturally they don't feel the sales they don't feel this marketing like I hate these words but I have to meet the market where it is also I could reinvent the book on business maybe that's what I want to do a couple years down the line but you know I have to meet people where they are because I want to do a lot of the education obviously and take longer with the work that I'm doing and create the transformations that I want but once you once you learn these things you can apply you can align it with every business that you want to go into or every offer or every market or everything that you do right because again it's your natural habits the biggest skill and asset in life is learning how to talk to everybody to anyone about anything if you learn how to talk to anybody about anything and it's a skill that you are learning in your day-to-day business as you grow and evolve it's a million dollar skill everything is a conversation every opportunity that you ever want in your life is another human that's going to support you. Every profitability, million dollar deals, whatever it is that you are going into material wise, it's gonna be another human. It's not the how, it's the who. So understanding how to connect genuinely with people and doing this so naturally aligned to you, I say that's the biggest win out of anything uh, that we do in business just really doing business the human way and re- reinventing a lot of old things that no longer serve us, I think is the biggest ROI. So, well, thank you ladies so much for joining me. We've actually, I've gone a little over time. Uh, Yannick, I wanna thank you for everything you shared. Definitely send us that free ebook. This is a great way to connect with everyone and continue this conversation here as well. And I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Tomorrow I'm gonna talk about systems and team, which are the two other pillars to grow and scale beyond yourself. Um, And I guess it's homework for tomorrow. I love that word, but just think of, you know, what is uh, one thing that out of this conversation, you feel that you need to implement that's gonna move you further faster towards your purpose and your profit. And I'll see you here tomorrow. Thanks again for everything um, that you've shared and also for your time. Bye everybody. Bye.